You've selected Country AF Radio on demand. Can take it with me anywhere. Plays whatever I want. You've heard of TED Talks. Now listen to Toad Talks. I'm sitting here with Yankton. Dude, you're back in Vegas again. This time you're playing at Stony's Rock and Country. It's about time, dude. We've been, dude, we've been we've been we've been bugging the hell out of you guys for a year plus. I, yeah, yeah, man. Right. That's a good thing, though, right? Yeah, man. I got to come back to Nashville. I got to see you guys at uh, yeah, Winter yeah, yeah. Whiskey Jam. Yeah, That's at yeah. Winners. Yeah. Yes, the three of you guys. I think your 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 drum set. You didn't have much sitting there, but the sound that came out of it was about ridiculous. Oh, man. That Dude, much. it was badass. Like we're looking forward to tonight. I'm super looking forward to tonight. Yeah, we're stoked too, man. This is this is, this is uh, what we hear. This is like the place to play out here. So that's what we like. We 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 do like that. That's 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 a good thing. I think. Yeah, man. Stoney's is two-time ACM night nightclub of the year nominated. Right on. Didn't win it, but th- this year kind of bummed. Oh, but we'll get it one of these days, right? You guys. Always next year. Always next year. <laughs> You guys got it together. Just, I mean, even to, even to be, you know, mentioned, you know. I always say the nod is it's huge, and two years in a row, the nod is huge. I think it's Dude. a big deal for us. That means Man. that we're doing something right with the bands. I always oh. tell our guys downstairs, I ain't got nothing to do with our ladies' night. <laughs> <laughs> ACM has nothing to do with ladies' night, so that's that's like the plus of it all for us. I I, I think you can leave that up. I, okay. didn't, I didn't even have it on. Dude, I didn't even have it on. I pulled up and didn't even have it on, so I couldn't get us both. On. I couldn't get us both in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> We got to figure out some like cameras in here to make this a little bit better. What's yeah. been going on with you? I think the 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 first time you guys came in, um, you had two singles out. Um, yeah. High on the mountain. Yeah. And what was before that? Um, what do we have? High on the mountain. The melody. The melody. The That's us. Yep. I, now what you got? So so uh, we've just kind of we've kind of started over, re-strategized, and we we've uh, just kind of started doing it independently instead of trying to get. A label deal we're just gonna just go out there and just and just do, do it, it. right do it on our own we've got we've got bob Dwell and associates in our corner and we and we've uh and we've released uh uh high on that mountain to spotify we've got on the country rocks playlist and uh am i just allowed to say spotify on here yeah, absolutely okay okay just make it sure. say whatever the hell you want yeah 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 oh so we got on this country rocks playlist uh with the likes of you know like like uh you know luke combs and a thousand horses and and just a variety of different people that are kind of just, you know, what you would call rock and country. Right. And uh, and that's been our most successful thing so far. That's the that's the thing that's kind of given us some momentum going forward. So, and that's good. Yeah, and we're just playing all the freaking time. We've probably played, we've been playing together for about three years, and we probably played, I don't know, maybe 350, 400 gigs already. So, that's good. Yeah, no record deal. Nothing, just dude. I think that's the positive side of it all. I I sit in here every Friday with whatever artist comes through here, and um, one of my favorites so far has been Cody Johnson's story about he didn't have anything. Like, but he would walk in and knock on every door, and they would just they'd all tell him the same thing. Oh, you know, change your hat or change your clothes or whatever. And he's like, thank you, and he'd go about his business. And like, he built himself so big on his own. Granted, today it's a little bit different because he did sign some sort of a partnership deal. But I mean, he's independent as they come. And I mean, it can it can happen when you've got Spotify out there and places like Country AF Radio that put you on a level playing field with everybody. It's a that's that's a big deal, I think. Well, that was that was the thing. You know, a couple of years ago, you guys put us put the melody on, you know, with all the other artists you guys are playing. And then that's the the Spotify is the most recent thing. And then you guys have added our song. You guys have added our songs every time. Every time. That's right. Every time we've sent you something, you guys have added it. So. Yeah, so we're just we're just thrilled to have people listening to it and 
and having uh, having some people say yes finally. You right. know what I mean? I actually, when so, I came out last time and saw you guys, I met your manager over at Doyle. What was, is his name? Mike Doyle. Mike Doyle. I went in yeah. and talked to him the next day. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I think you told Maybe. me you had a meeting with him. Yeah, I went over a couple days later, met with him and the other, the younger kid that were in there. And um, super interesting. I walked out of there and Heather said to me, she goes, I felt like an interview. Because they were asking me all these things about social and what we do. And I saw their whiteboard up there. And I, obviously, I asked a lot of questions about how they push an artist and the things that they do. And with all the all the different pieces that, that you can utilize as an independent artist and get your stuff out there. It was kind of like really, really neat. Because they, they, they picked my brain. And we are 100% socially driven. We don't do any kind of print. We don't do much radio advertising at all um, because for most of the artists that come through here are in the same place you guys are. They're not They're not big artists. They don't have – I don't want to say big. That's probably not fair. They don't have that representation where they're on radio. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get there yet. I mean, mm. we were just talking about Russell Dickerson. He played here seven times before yours was even on the radio. In the last few times he played here, he sold out. Wow. With yours not even on the radio. So, Dude. I mean, we like to build stuff like that, and that's kind of what we do. And I remember the first time I got an email from whoever was managing you back then. I don't know if you're still with them or not. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah same. That was Kate's, same office. Okay. Yeah, we got Mike and Kate's, and Andy is the younger guy that okay. works with us. Cool. That was yeah. so interesting because it was just as simple an email. You guys came by and then came by again, and then you were in town and went and grabbed some lunch. And it's like the relationship side of it all for us is where it's key. It's totally key for us because we don't play the game that everyone else plays. Oh, if you have a single that's on radio, we're going to be your friend. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that so at all. So you find music you like and that's it. put it on. Yeah. I, had a, I had a kid. Um, I'd have to look, look it up, but I just got this email the other day blindly. Some guy goes, how do I get music onto Country AF Radio? I'm like, well, you send it to us. If we like it, we play it. And he sent his music in, and it was actually pretty good. It was uh, Texas Country, and we played it. And um We'll continue to do stuff like that. And that's how we find a lot of our music is we go out and mm. we curate our own list here by, you know, in the mornings we've got uh, Cody Clark that actually runs the station in the mornings and his stuff, he programs the station and he's from Terrestrial and he understands what people want to hear to keep them engaged in the station. At the same time, we feed them the new stuff. So you I'm get... Interested to, I'm interested to hear more about that. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's kind of all about for us. I mean... We want artists that are out there doing what they're doing that share the same vision that we do that I want you guys to be right next to a Luke Combs. Why not? Dude. If it's good, it's good. At the end of the day, it's good, right? Yeah. Well, you, you guys were the first people to put us there. So. That's right. And we're going to keep doing it. I mean, we, we don't we – don't, like even Austin Burke, his second show he's ever, ever had. He said he played a small show in Arizona's hometown. His second show was – I found him online. I sent him a direct message through Instagram. I was like, bro, dude, I want you to come play at Stoney's. And dude. He's played here three or four times since then and just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger each time. And now he's he's stepped up his game, signed a, a good publishing deal with uh, Th Thomas Rhett and them and kind of like doing his own thing, which is right on. that's what it's about for us, man. We want you guys when you're young and eager. And Dude. then when you get huge, you come back and remember us. Freaking hungry, man. We're hungry. What's <laughs> what's going on with you guys for the, for the rest of the year, 2019? Like, what do you guys got? Um, just more shows, more shows, more shows? More shows, more shows. More shows. I mean, we're get, just getting in front of everybody we can get in front of and playing our music and, and playing music that keeps people dancing and keeps people buying alcohol right that's that's how we that's how we, you know so we you know we we get the gigs because of the you know because of that because we're selling i mean that's what people do that's what they sell they sell alcohol and then right. we sneak our original music in there right at most places and, and as opposed to a place like stoney's where we you encourage you <laughs> bring your to, original yeah. music yeah. come bring it you know what i mean so we do that because you're in las vegas and um if uh, i always say this like if we want to see a cover band. You can go to 
any casino here and there's six of them playing like they're everywhere so yeah. it's kind of like the idea for us is like we want you guys to showcase stuff i've had artists come in here that play a lot on broadway i believe we talked about this before and there's a difference between a country artist and a broadway country artist there really is and i it took me a little while to figure that one out but it's no different than in vegas you're either an independent artist or you're playing on the strip to make a living and to yeah. find that happy medium is really really tough Dude, it really is we've 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 done all of it for you know we've done both sides of it for for years now and it's like uh you know, there's advantages to both, but it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard unless you can get in solid where you've got a like a house gig where you can go out on the road whenever you want sure. to and it's still waiting for you when you come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, we've got to the point now to where we don't play we don't play Broadway gigs anymore without playing original music. Right. Just don't do I it. think that's the way to do it. I've, I see some artists because when I go to Nashville, we always end up some somewhere down there at some point. And I see some of the artists play down there that have either come through here at one point or were in a band that came through here. And you have to have the drive, I think. If you don't have the drive, you're never going to get out of there. Dude. And if you don't want to eat some crow on your way, then, I mean, we've all struggled in life. But it's right, kind of yeah. like you, you have to... You have to keep going. Let's talk about your background, where you came from. You've been on the road. You uh, used to play with Rascal Flats. Yeah, I did. Sure did. Uh, super cool guys. And uh, they were really good good to me. And that was a that was a very educational experience that, that uh, money can't buy. And also, you know, these guys have played with, uh, you know, a number of different Grand Ole Opry artists, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame artists. Right. And, uh, I mean, you guys want to talk about guys you've played with, you know, from uh, Leon Russell to to Daryl Singletary to Alabama, you know. A little old band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You played with Alabama? I did a couple of shows with Alabama. I was actually working with Teddy Gentry's group. Okay. And uh, he had a really nice little side project. You know, I think it was something he was he's using basically as a tax write-off, you know. <laughs> so, and getting out there and, and doing his thing. And we were doing no Alabama songs, but... There was a couple of events that we did, um, some fundraiser stuff, where he had that band back them up, so we were able to get out there and do the number of hits. Right. They only had a couple of them. Just a couple. <laughs> just a couple of decades worth of them, you know. So, yeah, that was a great experience. and just, you know, don't really get chills too much, but that was, that was one of those times where huh. you're just like, holy crap, this is, like, really happening. <laughs> Who's your idol in the industry? My idol in the... Oh, man. There's too many to list. Like, who's who's your favorite drummer? My favorite drummer, I'd, I'd have to say, like, probably John Bonham or Dave Grohl, rock and roll guys. Right. For sure. I got no. so many of them. When you watch Dave Grohl, do you ever think about what Taylor Hawkins went through trying to get in that band? Man, yeah. That, <laughs> like, like the anxiety? Well, I, I get that anxiety when Yankton gets up and plays a drum. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> night, you know? <laughs> I better get back up there for you before I lose my job, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess those, those guys—that's just you know what I grew up with, and right. they just really hit the point there. You know? so. It's your turn, sir. What'd you listen to growing up? A lot of like mainstream '90s country, yeah. and then a lot of um, like rockabilly and Elvis and blues and stuff like that. Right, up about an hour away from Memphis, so my dad made sure and take took us to Graceland and started playing he was like oh, heavy into Elvis right big time so you watch the voice at all like we, this this season no my wife watches American Idol we watched a little bit we watched she watched a lot of the American Idol but none of the voice yet uh, I um, the reason why I say that because there was a kid on there that 
I think he won it this year, but very reminiscent look of the 50s and the 60s. Elvis kind of um, looked to everything. Same thing happened on American Idol. Yeah. This uh, super talented guy, Alejandro. Yes, I saw so, from Southern California. Yes, yeah. he's incredible. The, uh, he should have won. They had another ch uh, girl who was like 17, high school girl, who was also amazing. And the guy that won had like dark hair, dapper. Right. You know, did a lot of, seemed like older music earlier on the company. I think those are always my favorite stories when you find out what, what, what they what they used to do what was your last job my last job was probably might have been delivering pizza yeah it's been a while where at um well i've i've worked for so many pizza places i mean you mean domino's cc in nashville uh i worked for gourmet pizza there in nashville and uh uh i worked for uh back home in arkansas i worked for cc's and domino's and pizza pro and cc has delivered pizza no, actually, oh. I actually worked in the kitchen at Got CeCe's you. there. Yeah, that's not pizza though, is it? That would be, you know. Whatever. <laughs> Welcome to CeCe's. I sure ate a lot of it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think whenever you work at something like that, what's the best pizza in Nashville? I keep, I've tried like three or four of them, and I'm, um, I'm a New York style pizza eater, but I've yet to find something that I've absolutely loved there. Okay, my wife is an absolute pizza snob. I love you, right. baby, for listening. Uh, Five Points Pizza. Been there in East Nashville. Yep, that's, I went there. That's. I, I don't know anything. I don't. What do you think? I mean, you've been there longer than I have. I mean, I wouldn't put it at, at like the top or anything, but five points is good. You know, you're not going to be really disappointed there. Bella Napoli. Do you like Italian style? I do. Bella is that a restaurant too? I'm pretty sure it's just pizza. I haven't sure been to have that one. and stuff. It's over. It's <laughs> Taco Mamacitas. You know where that is? Right off Music Row. Yeah, I want to yeah. say that I. That's where we went for for Valentine's Day. Someone told us that pizza was good, and we went there and I had a slice of pizza and just had to try the pizza, and then I got. A pasta dish too. My favorite pizza I ever had was in Genoa, Italy. What's the best pizza in Nashville, man? Man, I'm a taco guy. Uh oh, I don't even eat Mexican food. <laughs> like What's the last job you had? I worked delivering cabinets when I first moved to Nashville. Right. Um, actually, my roommate Frank Taylor got me a job, and uh, the thing was he was going to drive and I was going to unload the cabinets. So I was. Just play music at night and then get up early and sleep in the back of the truck. Right. And he'd drive to the where he pick up the cabinets and then take them to these new housing developments. Who are some of the bigger artists that you've played with? Singletary. He's like Yankton. Yeah, Yankton, <laughs> top of the list, right? Nah. Um, yeah, I played with Singletary. That was my first gig when I moved to town. And then I had a lot of random stuff, like I um, subbed with Easton Corbin. Right. Played for a while with Ashton Shepard. And, um,. Played with Tiffany. Like played, Tiffany, Tiffany? Like from Tiffany, the 80s, yeah. Tiffany? Yeah. I played at the mall, Tiffany? Yep. <laughs> did you ever play in the mall? No, oh, we did did a lot of her hits, but we just did them like acoustic. Right. Nashville, conga, broke down style. That's kind of uh, cool. When you were yeah. playing the Opry, who were you playing with? I did the Opry with Ashton Shepard the first time at okay. the Ryman, and then um, I played and awesome. tour managed for Crystal Keith for Toby's daughter. Okay. And had a great... We're going to do a gig with her in June, but... uh. Yeah, I played the Opry with her, and yeah, just beating the streets, man. Played with Cletus T. Remember him? Yes, I sure do. Played, I had no idea, dude. Played a few gigs with him. That's um, awesome. Yeah, you know, so many people. You, you, I remember one time playing in the back room at Tootsie's when I first moved to town, and Kix Brooks came in and played like a bunch of Dwight Yoakam, and you know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. It just happens. 
Where do you guys hang out when you're home? Like, if you guys want to get out and just go see what, what's going on with the other musicians in town, is there a place that you guys go to and just kind of kick it, other than home? It, there was a place called the Fiddle and Steel, oh. and that's where we all met. And as matter of fact, it's where Rascal Flats got started, pretty much. And it's not around anymore? It's not around. It was in Printer's Alley, and it, and it closed at the end of 2014, was it? Maybe someone buy it and turn it into something else. Yeah, they turn it into a uh, like a boutique hotel kind of thing, right? Or something. And then funny, funny enough, they, they destroyed the fiddle and steel, built a boutique hotel over it, and then ran out of money and were, was asking the city government to to fund the rest of the project. So wow. like, yeah, like, oh man, you had to destroy our home for that. But anyway, right. but that was where a lot of us hang hung out, like a lot of the. Um, uh, guys that were on the road with like Toby Keith's band hung out there. We had a Tuesday night jam where you know just different guys would come in, just show up, show up. There's still a place where um, uh, Bourbon Street Blues and Boogie Bar that's more blues and rock kind of thing. So the Fiddle and Steel was like your country bar, and then right, you had to go over there for the blues side. Yeah, and there's you know just like your Printer's Alley thing. So that was the that was the place, and I don't think we've ever. I don't know. As far as I, I feel, I don't feel like we've ever had a hangout like that since. Right. I mean, we're just kind of hurting for one. Maybe y'all need to open up a stony. <laughs> I would say the closest thing to a hangout like that would be over at Losers. Yeah. The, uh, when, when they do the Winners is located right next to Losers. Whenever they do the the whiskey jam, uh, we usually go over and see the house band over at Losers, and there are a bunch of guys that are on big-name gigs and stuff, so it's always a sit-in fest and all that kind of stuff. And right. It's, you know, it's not tourist-central. It's a lot of the locals around there. And That's the one with the foosball table in the back. Not foosball, shuffleboard in the back. I think so, yeah. 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 I played a couple of you guys. You you country artists back there. I always <laughs> stumble back there, and I see the shuffleboard. I have one in my house, so it's kind of oh, like there you go. I enjoy that game a lot. It's super fun. I like going there because it just seems like you can go there any night, winners or losers. I'm still confused on the whole concept of that of those places because winners is the one that shuts down, and losers is the one that stays open all, all night. No, no one wants to hang out at winners. It's got to be an event. You yeah. Get, you all, everybody wants to be the loser. You know? All right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I just think that concept is crazy because you literally, I mean, if, no, if you guys haven't been there, it's like one of those things where you walk out, you walk down a ramp and walk up another ramp, and you're at the same bar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we... the neatest part is that everybody's there. I mean, I, mean, I met Brinley yeah. Addington there. I've met... Like all these artists that Stevie Mons, um, that's just like where they go. They don't even call each other. Everyone just kind of like shows up and you see all these people there. It's yeah, kind of neat. Last time we played there, John Party was hanging out, I think, maybe. Yeah. yeah and Who's that? Yeah. Just joking. <laughs> I, met, I met Roger Clemens there. Really? Like, yeah. Baseball Roger Clemens? The Roger Clemens, yeah. I think people just hear about it. Well, isn't like the Virgin opening like right next door to that place? Pretty yeah, close. right down the street. Right Dude, up the street. I wonder what that's going to do to, if that's going to help or hurt. I don't know. Depends on if they. It might, <laughs> might depend on if they open up their own honky tonk. I mean, right. It's gonna. It's gonna have to be pretty banging to to match up with you know. Yeah. What's there? What's already there? But. Yeah, Ward's got himself a, a nice little gig over there. That's for mm -hmm. damn sure. I agree. Losers is the closest thing. Yeah. Now, winners right. is the whiskey jam. Winners is the whiskey jam capital. I mean, it's the, it's the home of whiskey jam. But right. losers is like the hangout place as far as like it's a different if it's it's a different home crowd it's it's like the crowd of people of music row people whereas the fiddle and steel was like the guys that were the were the uh instrumentalists like yeah like the band like the legit band guys yeah the artist the artists and songwriters hang out at losers and the band guys would hang out at 
the fiddle and steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back then, that's what we were. You know, that's what we were all doing. Ward was here for ACMs and came to Stoney's and hung out, and it was. I shot the shit with them a little bit, and I was like, dude, I've always wished that Las Vegas would support something like they do there, where you guys do Whiskey Jam. But the problem is, is like, you guys all live there. They don't live yeah. in Vegas. So the yeah. idea of doing it here would just be, like, the overhead would be ridiculous. Just, But it's such a neat thing, and I don't quite think that people um, gravitate towards that sort of thing with music, because they're out, and out here. You can see whatever you want to see whenever you want to see it. Any given night, there's... 10 shows that are similar to anything like that so there's always competition with music here Mm -hmm. there i'm not saying that's not the case because there's so much music there but it just need that you guys all show up the whole thing you guys do at whiskey jam i came and saw you guys play there was blown the fuck away because i think that room i probably seen like maybe eight shows there and every one of them has been completely different the setup's the same but the crowd the engagement everything the environment just it's pretty fucking cool I think I think people coming in from out of town. I mean, obviously you're in the business, but people coming in from out of town that are maybe not in the business. I think are starting to find out about Whiskey Jam and in that part of town, and and we're starting to get, you know, it's. I think the the crowd is, you know, it seemed like it used to be the same crowd every time we played, and now in the last maybe year or so, mm-hmm. it's, it's changed. Been, it's just been different every time. Yeah, it's been different every time. Everybody wants the tourists to come through. That's a that's an opener for you guys, big time. I mean. Yeah. Get brand new fans and yeah, I mean that's the other that's the other cool thing about playing down there. You can you can if you do play Broadway and play, make sure you get your original music in there. You're playing your mu- original music in front of you know several hundred, couple thousand new people every weekend. Right, you know? new yeah. people that have never heard you before. How many songs they allow you to play there when you guys get up there? Is it like three or four? Jam? Yeah, uh, like four songs I think. Right, yeah. And you guys get to always play your originals, or do they ask you to play covers, yeah, too? We, all, we always play our originals at Whiskey yeah. Jam. That's yeah. badass, because yeah, that's kind of what, it's a, it's a highlight for the artist. Yeah, that part of the, yeah, that part of, the, that part of town is what, that, that's what it's all about over there, so. That's badass. Yeah, man. I love it, I love it. Music Row, and uh, I don't know about the statues of all the naked dudes running around, but other than that, the place is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite understand that, but a lot of people have told us different stories about all that, about N- how the, naked dudes running around? whatever that yeah. thing is in the middle of the naked, Oh, uh, the statues, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not Chris yeah. Loudon because he walked out of Winners one night, pulled his pants down, and walked away from the hot dog stand. I was like, I don't. Know. That's what happens when you drink. You do stupid shit, right? Oh man, oh man. Um, who who would you guys like to go on the road with? Like, do you guys have like a a band or a tour that you guys would like to jump on soon? That sort of thing, like Garth Brooks. Yeah, man, yeah, That'd be yeah. Incredible. I'm not saying your management has a hand in that or anything, right? You guys are pretty close to home with that one. I mean, you know. The thing is, like I've, I went and saw him on his last tour twice, and the people, the variety of opening acts he had on his tour, was just freaking, just all over the place. It was really freaking cool. He had, you know, the guy that wrote his uh, uh, his most recent number one, uh, "Ask Me How I Know," right, uh, was one of the acts. Just him and the acoustic guitar. But then you had Runaway June playing, right, and then you had Randy Rogers playing. And then you that's have, a little bit different yeah i mean it's just right. kind of it's kind of a variety of opening acts and of course trisha yearwood comes out in the middle of a show and does her set too wow but you know i you know i think i think that would be just a freaking incredible thing that was my dream when i you know before i came to nashville i want to go to nashville and play ain't going down till the sun comes up on harmonica with garth brooks you know right what I mean? it'll happen but, that'll yeah. totally happen i mean um, anyway i think so the, the tour I yeah think Garth, Garth is a good one that's that's uh that's tough to stump that one uh i think someone along the lines of uh, stapleton would be right a nice outlet there that's a you know a, 
a down home, good songwriter, just just talent. You know, he's kind of got an old soul. Yeah. And so, yet he's still extremely popular. But, but you have um, diverse, diverse fan base that's checking him out. And it's I'll like, I'll agree. My mom's seventy plus years old, and she asked me if I heard of that new artist, Chris Stapleton, because he did a song with Justin Timberlake. Right. That's <laughs> like. But that's a street, that's a street cred kind of, um, kind of gig too. So right, that would be a good one. That's the biggest one I could think of. That's right. A, would you ever want to go on a show like um, and do like the the options of different kinds of music? I'm going to go back 20 years ago. I used to do shows at the House of Blues, and I would take independent artists, and I would take one punk, one rock. Never really was any country bands back then, locally, that sort of thing. But I would take every genre of music, like four or five bands, and know that each one of them would bring 150 to 200 kids. And then next thing you know, I got 1,000 kids in there. Would you guys ever like to put together a show where you went out on the road with something outside of country? Like Absolutely. Loud and Heavy yeah. Fest in, in Fort Worth with uh, Cody Jinks. I mean, that you've Absolutely. got, dude, we went to that last year, first year that happened, I was blown away because you've got, um, you've got Cody Jinx, Whitey Morgan, um, Whiskey Myers, and then on the other side, you've got conformity, what is that, corrosion of conformity, and all these other, like, stupid heavy bands, I'm like, what is going on here, like, but the fans, dude, they loved it, like, yeah. I think that's the idea. Having the variety. Absolutely. I mean... Like Memphis and May or... It, it, I don't know what that is. What's just, that? Just a big music festival that has, like, everybody from Snoop Dogg to... The oh. Killers or whatever. Dude, know. why, why not? Cross to Megadeth. I mean, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, a little bit for everybody because <laughs> you get the idea that, I mean, although the stagecoaches and the Coachellas of the world, they, they like... I think Coachella's a little bit different. And here we have Life is Beautiful that's way different, too, because they take all kinds of different artists and bring them all together over three four days that sort of thing which is we want to cool. play for everybody right i Why mean not? everybody we want to play for and with everybody yeah well i think that's a good attitude to have <laughs> you guys have an album or anything coming out soon are you guys going to put all your singles together and just release an album well we're just kind of doing a single at a time you know right now and and just kind of getting it all out there we've banked a bunch of music over the last three years that we've been working with bob Doyle and associates and we've released some music pulled it down and re-strategized and tried to re-release it and right and uh and so you know we're just releasing a song at a time now and and uh you know we don't have obviously we already talked about we don't have a record deal so there's no point really no point in putting out a record when we can put out a single at a time right and uh you know eventually you know uh CDs have been more popular over the last couple of years than I expected them to be and we we've We've moved some, and so it's been it's been great. So once we've got several singles out, we'll probably put another CD out. Good. With those singles on it, you know what I mean? I like that. I like the idea of the whole thing. I get frustrated sometimes. I say this a lot, that when I go to somebody's Spotify and there's only one song. I'm oh, like, dude. Come, come on. <laughs> you got to have more than one. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's let let's let's find out how you grew as an artist, and but I'm I consume music like that. I want to find out where they came from and as they've grown sure. and how the music has changed. A lot of Absolutely. people get embarrassed of their older music. I'm like, dude, that's what. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The sound, the quality, the recording, who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, it's... Man, it's it's just... I've gotten frustrated at my own... Uh, at a, You know, at my, at my own self with just a song... There's only having one song out there. I'm like, dude, we've got... We've got... How many songs do we have? Close to 50, probably. And they're just sitting there. But, the, right. you know, you're strategizing, trying to find a record deal. You know, you want to control exactly what they're hearing. Exactly. Sure. You know, and and so what you're putting out there. By the way, another artist came to mind 
that I would freaking love to work with, love to tour with, and that's a guy in Texas named Josh Abbott. We know the Josh Abbott band, yeah. 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 Josh Abbott has been has been incredibly kind to us. Very, very cool guy. And, uh, yeah, man, we would absolutely love to work with him, too. I'm trying to think if Josh Abbott's been through here. I don't believe so. We like the Texas country, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Well, we're from Arkansas. Right. You know, and my wife's from Texas. We're, like, in that red dirt country you sure know what i mean that's kind of that's kind of right where it's kind of right in our faces where we're from so that's it'd be like it, it's kind of home base in a way have you played texas a lot no Not? no we, we haven't we haven't had the occasion to so it's you know it's uh i haven't well, it's been last time i played in texas was 2015 well it's <clears> time <throat> to get back there again yeah isn't it? yeah I, I just uh yeah we're working on it man we're working on it. Matter of fact, most of our most of our listeners, we've got about a thousand fans in Dallas and about nine hundred in Houston. Right. And just looking at stats on online, and uh, so we've got we've got quite a few fans there. We just got to find the right clubs there. Sure. Do you guys have? Do you guys work with a booking agent or anything like that, or you just no, no, no? We book everything ourselves. So, uh, just like uh, you know, local that. In whatever market we're in, whoever's booking for that club, that's... That's kind of who you talk to? Yeah, directly, yeah. Do you ever think about going to, like, a William Morris or a Kincaid or anything like that? And Yeah, yeah. We, I don't know that process. I know that's what we book a lot through, but, I mean, I don't I don't know the process of, like, does... I'm assuming they have to like you or something like that, or you have well, to have... You no, know, it's relationships. Right? right. I mean, it's just like, okay, uh, you got enough people beating down their doors saying, man, you need to listen to these guys, then, then sure. eventually something something good could happen right so we've gone to him we've gone to him uh through uh uh major bob actually no i'm sorry we've gone to caa with major bob and uh they're booking guys that have record deals and songs on the radio i mean that's the thing right so so we're just we're working toward that right definitely working toward that and we would uh, we would love to not have to book our own stuff. <laughs> just, awesome. You just get a piece of paper that says you guys are gone these these three weeks, and you yeah, come back yeah, for four days, awesome. and then you're gone for another three weeks. That's the way it should be. Stress off. Right. That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, didn't realize the process of that. I mean, we just assume that like um, some of the artists that come through here that we've booked independently are through smaller places that work their way up to um, like William Morris or something like that. One of the guys, Jackson Mickelson, just signed, I think, with William Morris and or CA. I don't know, one of the two. But it's kind of like one of those things where they make a big deal out of it. I'm just like, well, isn't that just the given? <laughs> what you guys do? So that side of it, I'm kind of green to. Just... Well, it's a two-sided coin. We've got enough work now where we're booking our own stuff, and we don't need a lower level. <clears throat> uh, we don't need a booking agent that's going to book stuff we're already booking. Sure. Right? Right. But at the same time, or, or you know, or stuff that or stuff that's uh you know the relationship's already there and built for you guys there's no yeah, reason to yeah. give away money for that right exactly so so i mean just i mean if you got a i don't know if the game is to be with a smaller agent and then work your way up to a bigger agent man then then maybe we've shot ourselves in the foot by booking honest i don't know dude i know i you know what a, lo- a lot of the artists that like i said when i first talked to austin i literally went right to him like there's certain artists that i've ryan robinette i just booked um directly through him nate morin but that's what i do i go out and i find the artists that i like and i kind of like chase them down in the sense and say hey man and the, i would say 99.9 percent of them have all heard of stonies so I don't have an issue with getting in like that and getting them to write back and get them to talk and that sort of thing. It's like that's my attitude towards it is that some of them have 
like those two bands they don't they book on their own and then some of the other artists like um i'm going after tyler Braden right now like i love he's got three singles out right now that to me i think are just badass so i'm like chasing him down just found out he's with william morris and i i'm like dude when can i get him out here and william morris is like uh you name it he's not busy <laughs> like shit i don't understand like he's a good artist he's got good music out there you guys are touring your asses off but it's that's what it's all about you know i mean we're, we're playing everywhere we can man. just keep it going tell people how to find you online online you can find us at uh at yankton official on all social media uh that pretty much any social media stuff you could possibly be on it's at yankton official and uh, uh snapchat is at tom yankton but yanktonofficial.com uh has links and has videos and um you know on spotify you know uh, yanked we're the only band named yankton on spotify so. that's 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 is that your last name so. right uh yes yes yeah. do you have a relationship with john marks at all he is the one who put us on that country rocks playlist as a right. matter of fact so uh mike and those guys are good friends with john and uh, super good john, dude john has been really nice to us uh haven't got a chance to get to know him really well but but he's been really nice to us i'll tell you that i went back to see russell dickerson because he played here um just before <laughs> route 91 and everyone in their band his wife kaylee everyone was like dude you won't go to nashville if someone tells me you won't i usually find a way to do it so i ended up <laughs> going back for their um cd release party at the exit Inn. i didn't say anything to him just showed up and their tour manager saw me and i saw russell and they put me upstairs in this thing and the thomas Retts and that dude from fgl all these famous people are up there and i'm standing there with heather and then this guy with this beard comes walking by I never really knew who he was. I mean, I knew who he was, but I didn't know who he was by whatever. And he's walking around introducing himself. So he walks up. He's like, hey, man, I'm John Marks from Spotify. I'm like, I know who you are. I said, I'm Toad from Stoney's. And he looked at me and he goes, I know who you are. Like that. And I went, how the fuck do you know who I am? And yes. he goes, uh, Russell Dickerson, how the hell did you uh, get 700 people to come out and see him? I said, the better question is the last two shows, not even on the radio. Why don't we talk about how he sold them out? So I talked to him a little bit that night. He took my phone, put his stuff in there. I've never really reached out in that sense to talk to him well then at uh crs i went back and saw him walking i went to go pick up my credentials and i told heather i'm like listen we got to go back and talk to him so i walked up to him i'm wearing country af hat country f t-shirt country f hoodie like that and i just walked right up to him I'm like hey man how's it going he's like toad what's up and i'm like dude he goes what's new what have you been doing what's going on let's talk like it was like one of those things real quick so i just unzipped my shirt he goes how are you paying the artist and i said well we pay everything inside so it kind of goes along with our deal um through stonies and then he, he asked how it's going how it's growing everything like that he's like keep in touch don't wait so long and then that was the end of it i was like dude jesus christ man this like he's an an icon to me and an idol to me because i find a lot of my stuff through him but then i go out and obviously i find more music and more music it was funny i asked him about a, a couple artists that he had never heard of before which to me is kind of like look yeah, <laughs> yeah we're doing something right that sort of thing his reputation is such that if he just says he's going to do something he does it right you know, i've not so. never heard anything negative about that dude ever me neither yeah me neither that's a positive Super thing cool guy well tell him to start putting you on new country and whatever that is um, um new boots and wild country that was the other one love that uh, i think mike reached out to him um yesterday or today when is it recently just thanking him thanking him for you know uh helping us out there and and uh yeah we're definitely looking forward to working some more with him sweet absolutely and uh dude tonight's gonna be a freaking blast man. it'll be fun i'm looking forward to your debut at stoney's rocking country so are we man good yeah. let's go do it let's go eat some food and come back man that sounds great right on come back and do another interview <laughs> <laughs> country af radio's on demand